Good morning. Okay, the reading today is in Revelations chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers, has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. This is the word of the Lord. Of hearing all the reports of the past couple of weeks of these men faithfully serving you with the word of God. During this series, This Is My Story, our stories are so important. And let me tell you something. The guy that's bringing the word today has an incredible story. Jonathan Thurman, I just feel like that God has dropped him in our lap. He's been such a blessing to us here at Westside. JT is actually going into the Grace Residency this year. He will be on staff as the youth resident. So we are so excited to have JT a part of our family. So Westside, I need you to give a real quick pop pop for Mr. Jonathan Thurman as he brings the word today. Come on, JT. Good morning, Westside. Man, it's such an honor to be able to stand up here during This Is My Story with Jason introducing me. Be able to stand here on week three, the last week, just be able to speak to y'all. We had two people come up before me. Week one, we had Philip, and Philip taught us the difference between a testimony and a biography. Now, a biography is what we've done in our lives. A biography is the PhD. It's the MD. It's the Hall of Fame. It's whatever has, has made you what, what you are, whatever you've done. But what a testimony is. Testimony is what Jesus has done in your life. That's why I'm up here. This isn't my accolades. It's not what I've done. But it's what Jesus has done in my life. And then week two, that boy Matt came up here. And he absolutely killed it. He taught us that God never runs from us. But he runs to us. Regardless of where we go, God's following us. He brought out a book called The Runaway Bunny. And I know that book touched all your hearts. In one page it said, um, this bunny is talking to its mom. And it says, Mom, I'm going to turn into a rock on top of a mountain and get away from you. And mom was like, if you turn into a rock and go on top of a mountain, I'll become a mountain climber. And I'll go up there and I'll get you. And if that's not the gospel that comes from a child's book, I know that every single one of y'all went and bought a copy of that book. <laughs> and y'all read it. And so it's an honor to be able to stand up here during This Is My Story, be able to tell y'all mine. My big idea today, there's one thing that I can tell y'all about my story. It's that Jesus is faithful. That regardless of what I went through, whatever I'm about to tell you, it's that Jesus is faithful. Right? And so we see this word testimony. That's what I'm here to tell y'all. It's the word testimony. The Greek word used for the word testimony is the same one used for the word martyr. Somebody who was killed for their faith. It's where we see the word evidence, confirmation, and witness. These, all these four words go into this word testimony. So we can change that this is my story with this is my evidence. This is my confirmation. This is me witnessing that Jesus is faithful. 
So if we look in our text today, it comes out of Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And it says, And they have conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimonies. For they love not their lives even unto death. And as I was reading that, I come across an, another passage that goes hand in hand with this verse. It comes out of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, But you will receive power, and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, we see this word conquer. Right? When I think of that word conquer, like I'm standing up here like this. Yeah, like, what you got on me now? You know, I've conquered you. And then we, in Acts chapter 1, we see this word power. So we're given two points that come out of these texts. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, the, text, the point that we see is that our, our testimony is our weapon. And this tells us, you know, this word conquer, this is how we conquer people, right? You know, it says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Right? And then if we look in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it tells us what we do with our testimony. Right? With our testimony, we use it to witness to other people, to people that are in this room right now. Right? These two verses go hand in hand when Revelation chapter 12, 11, verse 11 was written. It was written in a mirror image of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So these two go hand in hand. And so I told you that it was an honor to be able to stand up here and tell y'all my story, tell you my evidence, tell you my confirmation. So my story started when I was three years old. Three years old, my parents split. I get a divorce, and so with that, you know, I'm splitting time. The court decides where I go. The court decides where I spend my time. You know, but with that, you know, with, with a split family, the word family is, is obviously divided, right? Family vacation, family reunion, family blank. You fill in the blank. It's like it wasn't there, right? We never went on family vacations. We never had this. But I told you that my big idea is that Jesus is faithful. And I can look back on the times that I spent with my dad on Wednesdays and every other weekend, times that we spent at the river, times that we spent at baseball tournaments, and the good memories that I have, even though my family was split. And then when I come home from my dad's, I'd be with my mom, and it's like we would go out to eat. We would go watch a movie. It was like a celebration of coming home. It was an honor to know that I'm going home to somebody who loves me, who loves me, you know? And when I go to my dad's, is that we're going to have an amazing time. It's going to be an amazing thing. So knowing that Jesus is faithful, I can look back on my past and stuff that has divided people, I can say, hey, Jesus was faithful. I got these memories. Jesus is faithful. And so fast forward to when I was seven years old, my mom is working in an assisted living, which is where people who can't necessarily live on their own, right? She's a nurse, and so she's there. It's her day job is she's spending time with those people. And one day a patient is falling, and she steps in the way of them, and she ends up falling as well. She breaks her lower back. And so from this point forward, I never see my mom healthy again. Right? It's never, it's never, it's never like, it's never that she's doing any activities. We go to a theme park, she can't go on a roller coaster, she can't do these things. It seems like we're always in St. Louis. We're always in Cape. We're always going to a hospital. She's always having a surgery. My mom 
went through three heart attacks and beat cancer twice. She's my superhero. And if, if I ever go through anything and I have the, just in a small amount of faith that she had, I'll be just fine. Right? We sung, Adam told us that the faith inside of a mustard seed moves a mountain. My mom is a witness of that. So let me tell you a story about her first heart attack. I'm sitting in the old fifth and sixth grade center, which is where the new high school is now. I'm sitting in sixth grade, and I knew going into that day that I had a dentist appointment. So at that time, I knew I was going to get called down to the office. I knew at some point during that day, I'm going to grab my bag. I'm going to say, peace out. I'm going to slam that class door. I'm going to go get these pearly whites clean, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Right? So I get called down to the office, and I grab my bag, and I'm walking down to the office. And there's my sister. And she's crying. My sister's older than me. She's there, and I, I was like, oh, maybe she's just picking me up to go to the dentist. Hey, sis, why are you crying? You're not going to the dentist. Why are you scared? You know what I'm saying? And so I'm sitting there, and my sister's crying. And I'm like, hey, sis, what's wrong? Why are you crying? She just tells me to get in the car, and my mom has had her first heart attack. My mom goes on to be on a vent for two weeks. In sixth grade, what are you, 12, 13? You have no idea what's going on. Have no idea what's happening. Is she going to make it out of this? What's happening? And so during this time, the age of 10, I become saved. I get saved at the age of 10. And I want to tell you all a story about that. It, it was on a Saturday I got saved. And the next day, my brother was being baptized. Right? I don't know what, at this time, I don't know what baptism is. It's my older brother. Sweet. You get baptized at like a kill street? What you doing with that? Like, that sounds fun. How do I do that? So I'm sitting there. We're having a revival at a, a church behind the Coliseum at the church we were attending at that time. And I'm sitting there. And uh, Jesus just moves over me. At 10, I couldn't explain it. I couldn't tell you how it happened. Couldn't tell you why I was crying. But I could tell you that I went to the altar. Somebody asked me, hey, do you want to accept Jesus? That sounds cool. Yeah, let's do that. And so the next day, I get to be baptized with my brother, right? And this baptism happens at Ray Clinton Park. Okay, and one thing you need to know about Ray Clinton Park, Matt told us last week, is that I think I gained more sins than I lost. That water is nasty. Right? The reason I, I can go through the flu season don't mean nothing to me because I was baptized in Ray Clinton Park. Right? That water is gross. And so it was an honor to be baptized with my brother, to have a memory like that. And so I told you that my mom was my hero. One thing she taught me was that if the doors were open, we're going to be in church. Matt told us last week, women's meeting, prayer meeting, Lunch, dinner, breakfast. Seems like we're at church, right? If there was a time that we had free, the doors were open at church, we were there. And so I want to tell you a story about the time that my mom, regardless of her circumstances, you know, she wasn't always healthy. I told you that she didn't always feel good, but it seemed like we were always in church, right? One time, it's cold, it's December, and she wants to go caroling. My mom... 12, 13, I'm in there probably playing my PSP, 
new kill streak, new high score. My mom knocks on the door, hey, let's go Carolyn. Hold on, what do you mean Carolyn? Who is Carol? And why are we going Carolyn? She explains that it's, it's, we're going to sing, some, we're going to knock on some doors with some old people, sounds fun, and go sing, right? I'm, Mom, I don't want to do that. And so this is what I look like, right? My mom tells me to put on my coat, <laughs> put on my gloves, let's go Karen. This is, Mom, I don't want to do that. And so we knock on the first door, you know, knock on the first door. We sing, we're over, and I'm like, hey, yep, back to the car. I'm going back to the car. Mom, it's cold. Mom, I don't want to be here. Mom, I feel like I'm fixing to throw up. <laughs> Mom, I do not want to care. But regardless of my circumstances, it seemed like we were always in church. Always in church. So fast forward to January 22nd, 2018. And I'm in the high school, I'm in biology class, and I told you that the the fifth and sixth grade center is where the high school is now. I'm sitting in biology class. And I had texted my sister earlier that day if she could bring me my headphones. And we're not doing anything. I don't want to be here. Can you bring me some headphones? I'm trying to listen to some music past this day. So I get counted down to the office. So I knew I was going down to the office so I, that day. So I just call, go down to the office, don't bring my backpack, nothing like that. And there's my sister. She's in the office. She's crying. Sounds like a story we've had already. Hey, sis, what's wrong? Hey, sis, what's going on? She says, hey, we can't. Can't talk. Just get in the car. We got to go to the hospital. She's informed me that my mom has passed away. So we get in this vehicle, go grab my backpack, and people are asking me, hey, are you okay? Man, I can't talk right now. I gotta, I gotta go. Get to the hospital and sitting in that room. It's like a movie scene. Sitting in that room, we're waiting, waiting for answers. What do you mean? What do you mean? What's going on? Sitting there, nurse comes in, apologizes, says, sorry, there's nothing we can do. Tried to bring her back three times. There's nothing more we can do. What do you mean there's nothing more you can do? Didn't you go to school for this? What do, you, what do you mean? Jesus, how come every time we were, the doors were open, we were there? What, do you, what is this? What do you mean? What do you mean there's nothing more we can do? We walk in that room, there's my mom. Jesus, where are you at? Why aren't you in this room? How come you've been faithful, but you're not faithful now? What do you mean? There's got to be something we can do. Got to be something we can do. I go on, I'm 16 years old when my mom passes away. This time, man, I can make whatever decision I want. Me and my brother to go, go on to live for a short period of time alone, and I can make whatever decision I want. My brother's six years older than me. He doesn't care. I'm just his little brother. I go to the high school. If I want to get any kind of drugs I want, easy. I want somebody to buy me alcohol, I guarantee you somebody has a fake. I can get alcohol. Jesus, I told you my big idea is that Jesus is faithful. I'm telling you, this man had a story. He had a plan. 
and looked down on me at 16 years old. He said, you're not, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't it. I was attending a church at the time called the Palace of Praise. Some of y'all might have heard of it. And this church, man, I'm telling you, my mom passed away and we're living alone. It's the darkest season of my life. This church stepped in and showed up. This church, man, they made a meal plan. They were all, whether it was bringing KFC, I don't care. They paid our bills. This church stepped in. That's what we are to do as a church, right? For y'all in here that have church hurt, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that they hurt you, but I promise you, that was humanity, not Christianity. That was, the, that was not the church. That was somebody who was not stewarding well. And I'm sorry. There was a youth pastor who was my youth pastor at the time. His name is Zach Bogus. And this man realized the season I was in. And I'm telling you, any time that I was down, any time I needed prayer, Anytime anything was affecting me, one phone call away. We were either playing basketball, we were going to eat, we were doing something. That's, that's, a, that's led me to where I'm at right now. That's why I have a love for youth. I, can, I know that Jesus was faithful in my past. That allows me to know that he's faithful stepping into this youth residency. Jason said that I, on August 1st, I get to be a part of staff at the most amazing church in the world. I, can, I know that Jesus is faithful in the past. I know that he can do it now. So I'm stepping into this knowing that Jesus is going to work through it, right? This youth pastor was everything to me. Without this youth pastor, I told you that Jesus knew that, I wasn't, that it wasn't over. This isn't it. Jesus knew that on July 10th, 2022, I was going to be standing right here telling you my story, telling you my evidence, telling you my confirmation that Jesus did die. Three days later, he rose, that he is still here and he is still moving right now. He's faithful in my life and he's faithful in yours. As I, as I was putting together my story I was thinking about um, some kind of story to, to put in from the Bible, you know, and I, and I ran across John chapter 20. And a few weeks ago, I got to speak at a, at a community event called Freshwater. I got to talk about Christians doubting their faith. I found myself in John chapter 20. John chapter 20 is about a guy named Thomas. And Jesus has died. Three days later, he rose, right? Thomas was one of the disciples. Thomas was one of the 12. Thomas walked with Jesus. Thomas was a pastor. Thomas knew the ins and out of the gospel. Thomas had no problem believing that Jesus was alive, walking next to Jesus. I told you that Jesus died, and three days later, he rose, and some disciples walked up to Thomas said, hey, Thomas, Jesus has rose. 
Jesus has rose. He's alive. Let's celebrate. Thomas is like, no, he's not, man. I watched him die. That's not funny. Like, I know it. He's, I, he's not alive. He's not. So Jesus shows up to Thomas. He says, hey, Thomas, it's me, Jesus. And imagine what you would do if you watched somebody die and they walked up to you and said, hey, it's me. That, no, that's not cool. That's not funny. No. And so if you look up Thomas's name, if you look up Thomas in a Bible online, you, you see Wikipedia will say Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. And one thing we have to know about doubt is doubt is wanting to believe, but just needing evidence. Unbelief is having evidence and choosing not to believe. So Thomas says, hey, Jesus, if it's really you, show me the holes in your hands. Because we know that Jesus was crucified on a cross, had nails put through his hands. So he says, hey, Jesus, if it's really you, show me the, hand, show me the holes in your hands. Jesus reaches out his hands, and Thomas sticks, sticks his finger through the holes in his hands. It's not that Thomas had any problem believing while Jesus was alive. But at that moment in Thomas's life, he was doubting. Same thing for me, January 22nd, 2018. God, where are you at? I'm doubting. No, 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 no. This ain't cool. What do you mean? Jesus, where are you at right now? I'm doubting. I'm in a season of doubt. I told you that doubt is wanting to believe. Growing up, I was saved at 10. Up until that point, I had no problem believing. There was no issue with my belief. Something happened. And I was doubting at that time. And so I challenge y'all in here, because there are people in here that are doubting their faith right now. There are people in here right now that something has happened. Something in their life has put them in a season of doubt. I told you that doubt is wanting to believe, but needing evidence. So what is our evidence? Look back at Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimonies. Amen. Right? This isn't, a, this isn't something I do alone. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be standing up here. But I had a youth pastor. Right? This isn't something that was supposed to be done alone. The story that you're going through right now, it's not to be done alone. So I challenge the people in here right now that aren't doubting to be somebody else's evidence. Because it's not that we had any problem believing before, but my life is dark right now. And I need something. And for people in here that say that, man, I would love to talk with you. After service, come see me. I would love to give you a hug, hug your neck, pray for you, show you that Jesus was faithful in my life, that he's faithful in yours, and that you're in your story. This will be your evidence. This will be your confirmation. One day, this will be the way that you witness to somebody else that is doubting. So I got a couple application questions in closing. First one is how has Jesus been faithful throughout your life? What have you went through in your life where you can see that Jesus was faithful? 
Second one is what is your evidence? Because if, if Jesus was faithful, then you have a testimony. I told you your testimony in the Greek means the same word as evidence. So what is your evidence? If I asked you to come up here and stand right here, tell us your testimony, could you? Could you? Somebody walked up to you right now, said, I'm doubting and I need evidence. Could you tell them? Could you tell them your story? Could you tell them on a specific date on January 22nd, 2018, how Jesus moved in your life? Could you tell them that if your family was split, that you still have amazing memories? Could you tell them that even though your mom was on so much medication, that Jesus was faithful and allows you to work in a pharmacy now, right? That's why I work in a pharmacy now is because I've seen the way medication, like the pros and the cons of it, and I wanted to know the science behind it. Jesus being faithful then has a, given me a career now, Amen. right? So could you tell me your evidence? Number three is when is the last time that you shared it? When is the last time that you have been somebody's evidence? And then number four is once you share yours, allow them to share theirs. I had an older couple one time tell me that anytime she meets a new couple, she asks them their story. She asks them how they met. You wanna see a new couple fall in like glow? Ask them how they fell in love. Ask them their first date. Same thing goes here, is once you share your story, allow them to share theirs. Because that takes the relation to a whole nother level. So in closing, I wanna say that I love y'all. I thank y'all for allowing me to give my evidence that Jesus did die. Three days later, he rose, and he has been faithful in my past. He's faithful now. He will be faithful in the future. So in closing, I want to pray. God, I thank you so much for the people that are in this room right now. God, in John chapter 20, we see that Thomas doubted. And it's okay to doubt. We will all go through a season of doubt, but it's how we handle it that matters. God, I pray that for the people in here that know their evidence, that know their story, because this isn't my story, this is our story. God, I pray for the people who know that they be somebody else's evidence, Father God. I love you, and it is in your mighty name that I pray Amen.